0: Wow no Dougie Hamilton no Jack Hughes and no Miles Wood yet the New Jersey Devils were able to thrash the Florida Panthers and hand them their second overall regulation loss this season we have a lot to discuss and I don't want to discuss it alone so joining me on today's show is Armando of Locked On Panthers so buckle up everybody
1: you're locked on Devils your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils Podcast You're on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Play-by-Play Announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 11:16 p.m. Eastern Time, November 9th, 2021, at the time of this recording. And guys, what a win for the New Jersey Devils! Now, uh, I usually say on this show when I am right about a certain player and everyone else is wrong, I usually say your apology needs to be just as loud as your hate. And, you know, I usually say that in regards to Pavel Zaka. So, in this case, I'm going to say sorry to the New Jersey Devils because in yesterday's episode, I was kind of giving them a hard time. I said there was no chance we would beat the Florida Panthers. And, by the way, guys, uh, before you guys say anything, look, I know I said in yesterday's episode that the Florida Panthers were undefeated. However, keep in mind, I did do that recording before their game against the New York Rangers, and they ended up losing that game. I believe the score was 4-3. to three. So, just please keep that in mind. I did that episode before the game and they were still undefeated at the time they ended up losing that was their first regulation loss of the season so uh you know this is now their second. Uh, loss in regulation, and it came at the hands of the New Jersey Devils. Now, 7-3, to three. that is really impressive for the New Jersey Devils. Now, there's a few uh, game notes I want to talk about. So, Igor Sharangovich, my favorite player, he has now been benched. He was a healthy scratch for this game, and I was really sad about it because I had high hopes for him coming into the season. It's just so uh, amazing how much he just uh, fell short of expectations. It seems like he has fallen from grace At this time, I'm not giving up on him just yet, guys. I I still think there's hope for him, but... You know, just just the way how this game went and, you know, how everyone was able to contribute. You know, you got Alexander Holtz making an impact on the top line. You got Tyce Thompson coming up from Utica to make some sort of impact. You got uh, Mercer and Janssen uh, making an impact. Uh, Tatar was able to get an assist this game. And uh, Boquist was also brought up from Utica. It's not really looking good for Sharon Govich. So hopefully Sharon Govich, when given an opportunity to perform, he performs his uh, best game or at least one of his best games because he needs to make some sort of contribution because Yanni Kwokinen was able to score a couple games ago. I believe that came against the San Jose Sharks. So the fact that Kwokinen was able to score and make some sort of impact uh, you know, is the reason why he was not a healthy scratch. Otherwise, I believe he would just be on the bench alongside with Sharon Govich. Sharon Govich just isn't doing anything. And I got to be honest, like I said, my favorite player and all, but he he really isn't doing anything. So the fact that um Lindy Ruffs is a man of his word and, and bench Sharon Govich really shows that, you know, like the New Jersey Devils, the, they will do anything in their power to shake things up and They're doing it right now. And if Sharon Govich uh, gets another opportunity to play, I believe maybe he'll be a healthy scratch in the next game just based on how this game went. But if Sharon Govich is... uh Plays in, like I say, the next game or two, and he's not performing. And, and, you know, if this is another three games in a row, I would not be surprised if Sharon Govich is placed on waivers to be sent down to Utica. I would not be surprised if that happens. I doubt anyone will pick him up. But then again, I doubted that anyone will pick up Scott Wedgwood. I don't know the uh, situation of his contract. I don't know if we could just send him down without any repercussion. I don't know if we would have to place him on waivers. I don't know what would happen. But Sharon Govich was a healthy scratch this game. Uh, Dougie Hamilton is still not back. He was a game-time decision and uh, you know that's the only injury update that uh, I trust right now just because uh, like I said Dougie Hamilton uh, participated in morning skate seems like he's participating in the practices but uh, Lindy Ruff is just being extra cautious. I thought we wouldn't get any help on the back end, but we we, we ended up getting some help. So uh, we had 13 players contributing this game, and I, uh, six players had multiple uh, point games. And uh, Alexander Holtz was able to get his first career point uh, thanks to the Zaka power play goal. Um, P.K. Subban was able to get a goal this game on the one-timer from Mercer. Great setup from Mercer. And overall, it was just a great game from the New Jersey Devils. But the player of the game obviously has to go to Andreas Janssen. He was able to get two goals this game, one of them on off a power play opportunity and also Mackenzie Blackwood for putting up a valiant effort against the Florida Panthers because let's face it there were some goals that should have went in for the Panthers but since Mackenzie Blackwood was in the post he was able to shut the door down on them so uh, those are my two stars of the game for the New Jersey Devils I would say Um, my top star would be Andreas Janssen my second star would be uh, Mackenzie Blackwood because Mackenzie Blackwood he saw 36 shots he saved 33 of them he had a save percentage of uh nine twenty-one and overall he was the reason why the New Jersey Devils were in the game and you know if you watch that game you, you would see why and then Um, between Nico Heser and uh, Alexander Holtz, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to give it to Alexander Holtz for getting his first career point and just making an overall impact because let's face it guys, Nico Heser had a great game uh, in tonight's matchup he got his second goal of the season he's gone multiple games without scoring a goal, we said he needed to step up and he stepped up, I believe his last goal, uh, don't quote me on this, I think it came against the Buffalo Sabres and that was a couple weeks ago, so it's been a while since we've seen Nico Heser in the goal category and he was also um, able to get an assist uh, uh, so Holtz passed it over to Heijer hezier was able to pass it over to Zaka on that power play opportunity and Zaka was able to, he missed the first backhand attempt but then he uh, regained his composure, got the rebound in and, and scored so great game overall for the New Jersey Devils and you know what, we're staying afloat, that's what we have to do if we want any chance of just being uh relevant in the metropolitan division because that is a top division so uh looking at the uh overall standings for the new jersey devils let's see where we currently stand so the carolina hurricanes remain uh, uh kings of the metropolitan v- division with a record of 10 one and zero then come the new york rangers seven three and three capitals six two and four flyers six two and two blue jackets seven and three devils six three and two Islanders five three and two, and Penguins four three and three. So, like I said, this next uh, uh, few series of games for the Devils is not going to be easy, but we just got to keep our composure and hopefully. We're able to uh, continue to get the wins, and today I have something special planned. I am going to be doing a crossover with Armando of Locked on Panthers, and we're going to give our initial reactions to the game, see where our teams currently stand, look at future opponents that uh, both of our respective teams are going to be playing. Remember, we will be playing the Panthers next week, so this is certainly not the last we'll see of them, but... The fact that uh, we're missing Jack Hughes, Miles Wood, and Dougie Hamilton, we were able to thrash the uh, Florida Panthers, is pretty impressive. But there's always two sides to the same story, as I say, so let's hear from Armando's side and let's get his perspective of the overall loss from the Florida Panthers. And what did he think about the New Jersey Devils coming in? Well, let's hear it from him, so let's take it away.
1: Alright, welcome to this crossover episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers and the Locked On new jersey devils podcast and thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day and if you're on the new jersey devils feed thank you for making locked on new jersey devils your first listen of the day my name is armando velez i'm from pantherbarkway.com you can follow me on twitter at mondoman12 follow the show account at lo underscore fla panthers and i'm thankful to have trey matthews on the show This is the second time we're uh, doing a crossover episode. Last time we were uh, together, my dude, uh, it was talking about the signing of Nikita Gusev. So glad to be back with you, my dude. Uh,
0: I'm glad to be doing this once again, Armando. And, you know, like I said, I tried to give you some positive things to take away from uh, Gusev. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, just didn't really work out. So um but yeah now this is the first time we're actually uh going to be doing a crossover in which we're talking about the game which I'm really happy to do I'm trying to do that with all the hosts I didn't get the chance to do this with uh last season because obviously we were only inter-squatting amongst our own division uh due to COVID protocol so the fact that you know we get to finally see you guys once again is um is 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 really nice and before we start I just want to say um so you have Sam Reinhardt on your team. You got Sam Bennett on your team. And um, I, I actually did, I don't know if you know, if you know this or not, but usually during the course of the offseason, I like to do silly season discussions in which I say, okay, this player wants out of his situation. What, what, what's going to potentially happen? Could he potentially come to the New Jersey Devils? Because there was a, there was a rumor over the offseason. I, I don't know how serious or big it was, but Sam Reinhardt potentially could have been, dealt to the New Jersey Devils, uh, you know, one year left on his contract. It looked like he wanted out of the Buffalo Sabres organization. And quite honestly, um, you know, I'd want out of Buffalo too. And then, you know, for Sam Bennett last season, Calgary, I said, could it potentially be possible that the New Jersey Devils try to, you know, trade for him didn't happen. So, you know, like I said, just, just once again, glad to, uh, you know, do this crossover. Just wanted to say that. And uh, for anyone who listened to my episode yesterday, when I said the Florida Panthers were undefeated, I recorded that episode before their game against the Rangers yesterday because they're coming off a back-to-back game. So uh, once again, disclaimer, for anyone who listened to my show yesterday, uh, I said the Florida Panthers were undefeated. I said I didn't think they would suffer their first regulation loss to the New Jersey Devils, but that was before uh, they played against the Rangers. So
1: just putting that out there. And from the Florida Panthers side of thing, it's been a – Crazy 24 hours for uh, this team. They come off a very emotional win against, uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. They destroyed them 5-2. to two. Special teams was on fire, um, getting three power play goals. And then these uh, last two games, uh, special teams has just been an issue, especially on the PK. They led a shorthanded goal yesterday against the Rangers, a power play goal early. And then even though they outshot uh, the Rangers 45-18, to they still found a way to take an L. And it's crazy because in both consecutive games, the Panthers scored two goals within two minutes of each other. The difference was in the first game of the back-to-back for the Panthers, it was when they were already down 4-1, and then it was too little too late. This summer round was to take a lead, and then it just they just couldn't get anything going from there. So it's it's been strange. You see from the Florida Panthers side, you've seen all types of different type of momentum swings, different types of goals led up. It was just it's just a Florida Panthers team that we haven't seen uh this season, but hey, this is an 82 game season. It is a marathon, not a sprint. And from my side of things, I'm not. I'm definitely not hitting the panic button right now.
0: Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you on that stance because the New Jersey Devils were kind of in a, in a different situation. So Jack Hughes is going to be out for an extended period of time. Miles Wood, uh, apparently he elected to get surgery on his right hip. And just based on everything that I know so far, I'm, I'm telling my listeners, I do not anticipate for Miles Wood to play at all this season. And, you know, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news. I'm not trying to, you know, Uh, Just be a pessimist. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but at the same time, it's just not really looking good for Miles Wood's situation because they said it was way worse than Jack Hughes's situation. I was just like, yeah, uh, I don't think we're going to see him till January. And, you know, since he needs surgery, there's no such thing as a minor surgery under any circumstance. So I'm just like Miles Wood probably going to be out for a season. Dougie Hamilton was a game time decision. So that's the only injury update that I trust because they said Dougie Hamilton would be day to day. And um, I just said in my in yesterday's episode, I said, okay, uh Dougie Hamilton uh most likely because he part he he participated in uh, Morning Skate, I said, okay, most likely he'll be a game time decision if he's already on the rink and if he's you know practicing with the team. I just said anticipate for the uh, devils to make him a game time decision unfortunately he just wasn't ready to play uh we needed some help on the back end and i just said uh you know what i, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be screwed for this game against the panthers because our schedule not really looking too good in our favor especially with so many key players out today we we made the difficult decision of benching uh igor Sharon govich and Sharon govich is my personal favorite player on the roster so the fact that we made him a healthy scratch it kind of hurts but it's what needed to be done. Uh, and, you know, we're giving these other guys opportunities. And look, we not, not to, you know, put salt in the wound, but, you know, we kind of thrashed you guys seven to three. Mm-hmm. And after you scored that first goal of the game in the first period, because, uh, you know, Ty Smith didn't clear the puck and Sam Bennett was able to like spin around and get the rebound in. And I was just like, this is going to be a long night. Mm-hmm. Nope. I was dead wrong. The, and the Devils answered back. Uh, you know, we had a few surprising players, a few players have stepped up, including uh, Ty Smith and PK Subban, which we needed contributions from those two respective players. We needed them to get going. Um, you know, we we also had Nico Kiescher because he went a long time without getting a goal. I think he went like, according to the broadcast, he went like anywhere from four to six games without um, getting a goal. He got his second goal of the year and he looked like a magician on that uh, redirect uh, goal like I mean, completely unintentional, but still just like, he, he just looked like a magician. I was just like, this might actually be a very entertaining game. And I think you could vouch for me that second period. Like, okay. So how did that go? So the Panthers scored within the first 30 seconds, then they scored once again. So they, you guys were leading three to two. And mm-hmm. I was like, yep, here we go. Then Johnson was able to score and, and tie the game. Once again, I was like, what is going on? Cause that first 90 or two minutes or so um, I was just like, wow. So, so like I said, that, that 92nd, second uh, second period to begin and, uh, or whatever time it took, just, just really impressive. And uh, like, and I think I tweeted at you about that. I was just like, what's going on? Like, you know, can we get some defense? But, you know, I was just like, okay, let's see where this goes. And then the New Jersey Devils, They uh, so it was tied 3-3. Three three, four unanswered goals, albeit one
1: of them was an empty netter, but still, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I tweeted back saying, yeah, I agree, but at the same time, do you like goals? I like goals. And it's funny because I tweeted this also from my personal account, and people can take expose me all they want, uh, but I said, in high-scoring games, I like the Florida Panthers' chances against any team with the exception of probably the Edmonton Oilers. That's probably the only team that I, I whenever it comes to like a high scoring game, I, I like their chances. And it's funny because Edmonton lost to Detroit tonight. Uh, I think they lost four to two. I, I, I last time I checked, but yeah. Um, the, the Florida Panthers on their side, they, Florida, um, I And I said this, and I said this just as soon as the game ended. This might sound very, very simplistic, but Spencer Knight looked like a young goaltender tonight. And 20 years old, he's starting his third straight game and three games and two periods in a row, too, because he entered the game on Thursday night against the Washington Capitals when Sergei Bobrovsky got hurt with an upper body injury. Sergey Babrowski was healthy enough to be the backup tonight, but he hadn't played since Thursday. So the 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 young kid had a lot on his plate based on the injury to the main starter, and but at the same time, not a lot of favors were done in front of him. A lot of deflections, a lot of bad rebound control as well for Spencer Knight. Not the best. Not the best. Um, rebound control for him some deflections one was off Hejjer another one was actually um off Eetu Luostarinen of the Florida Panthers I, I got to see that replay again but the original replay on one of the goals had um Luostarinen as as it deflected off him uh oh, Suban's uh goal was deflected off of Florida. Um, I believe it was deflected off uh Sam Reinhart but Yesterday, for last night's game, I said that you couldn't put this game on Spencer Knight. But in this one, there had to be a, some saves that Spencer Knight had to clean up in order to give his team a better chance, though it wasn't all his fault. But this one, there is some there there is some fault on him a, a little bit for, for this one. And without no Dougie Hamilton, as you said, in this one, Jack Hughes, uh, he's been out since the second game of the season. I was looking, I was looking up, and there's many people were saying this could be this could be the breakout season for Jack Hughes. A, a little bit of a slow start to his career, and you three points in two games already. Um, what? But by the way, what's the timeline on uh, Jack Hughes? Uh, so the the timeline. So
0: after like a week of just nothing, because like the New Jersey Devils, they're not really good on you know uh, giving a good analysis on, on injury uh, updates for, for us. So like, you know, at first they said miles woods injury after a preseason game was just bumps and bruises. I don't know how you go from bumps and bruises to needing surgery that that's a huge leap. That is way worse than what we thought. So at first, you know, they said we will get an update for Jack Hughes like tomorrow. And tomorrow comes by nothing like almost two days of absolutely nothing. No update. Then they said he dislocated his, uh, his shoulder, excuse me. Um, He doesn't need surgery. There's no structural damage. So I was like, okay, so he'll be back in like a week or two. Nope. Five weeks. I was like, you are kidding me. Cause at first, you know, I was like, Oh, Oh, no structural damage. Doesn't need surgery out for over a month. And Mm. Um, let's see. So I believe that happened two weeks ago. So, and and like I said, just because the five weeks are up, it just means he's going to be reevaluated. It doesn't mean he's going to be returned. So I'd say right now, if I had to guess him, it, uh, I'd say three to
1: four weeks. Mm. So I hope to see him and I hope to see him back because the Florida Panthers and New Jersey Devils play two more times. One of them is next week. And the other one is not until April. So I'm I'm hoping to at least get some uh, action of Jack Hughes because I like him and I hope that he grows as a player. So we're going to transition to the next segment and go more by the numbers for this seven uh, three win for the New Jersey Devils. So keep it right here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers and. Locked On New Jersey Devils podcast.
0: Don't worry, Armando and I still have a lot to discuss, but first I have to give you guys the first and second live read this morning and it comes from DirecTV and BetOnline.ag. So for DirecTV, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at DirectTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And now the second live read this morning comes from BetOnline.ag Please remember to gamble responsibly, okay? So we're back and better than at a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, just use the promo code On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. By the way, I am so glad that Kamara Usman was able to defeat Kobe Covington in a unanimous uh, vote. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers is available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easy way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Again, gamble responsibly, but visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, let's get back to our crossover with Armando of Locked On Panthers. Take it away.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On New Jersey Devils podcast. I'm Armando Velez here with Trey Matthews of Locked On New Jersey Devils. Despite the Florida Panthers suffering a 7-3 loss to the Devils, there was a a few bright spots in this game from the Panthers' side of things. Sam Bennett, who had been out of the lineup for over a week, his last game that he played was against Detroit on uh, last Friday. Not the the recent Friday, but the Friday before um, on their first back-to-back in Detroit. And first game back. He scores on a wraparound rebound and then backs hand pass uh, McKenzie Blackwood. Tippett, who's been a little bit quiet, uh, gets on the board as well. And Alexander Barkov in this one becomes the all-time leader in goals for the Florida Panthers at 189, passing Ole Jokinen. It just stinks that it comes in the losing effort that they had, but a great, great milestone for Alexander Barkov the probably the greatest Florida Panther to ever put on the uniform and they signed them to an eight year extension. And Florida Panther fans are very, very fortunate to have someone like Barkoff on uh, their team. And for the New Jersey devil side of things, um I mentioned special teams earlier, Trey and the devils uh, went two for four on the power play. They win the faceoff battle 53 to 47 and they were also a lot cleaner when it came to penalties. Um, it was to the point where the Florida Panthers were down to the point where they had a few frustration uh, scuffles that included uh, Patrick Hornquist going to the box. Radical Gudas had a charging at the end boards in this one and the Florida Panthers, they were down. And it, it was just obvious that they were just frustrated based on the penalties that they committed. It's funny. You mentioned that uh,
0: Armando, because here's the thing. Um, So I I believe Florida had two power play opportunities and I believe out of those opportunities, they only got off one shot. So, Mm -hmm. but don't, don't quote me on that. I think that's uh, what the ESPN telecast was saying because that they they put up the graphic saying that Florida Panthers on the power play only got one shot and your, your power play opportunities came within the first two periods that I don't think you got any in in period number three. So um, you know, you're, you're preaching to the choir about everything you've mentioned about go- your goalie injuries, uh, the specialty teams, because uh, before I talk about our specialty team numbers and trust me, they are not good. But um, the, the one thing I want to talk about is goalies because I understand your situation. Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, I believe this is his second game playing. He, he had to miss the start of the season because he was recovering from his heel injury and Jonathan Bernier sustained a lower body injury after the first or second game of the year. So here we are having to rely on Nico Dawes and Scott Wedgwood to basically carry the load. And, you know, Nico Dawes had a good game against the Buffalo Sabres. Scott Wedgwood had his moments last year. Those aren't the people you really put your trust in, especially with a mediocre defense like the New Jersey Devils. And let me just say, Dougie Hamilton and Ryan graves they are doing their job, but the people behind them need to step up. P.K. Subban need to step up. He stepped up in this game. Ty Smith need to step up. He, ne- he stepped up in this game. I think his only snap food came in period number one when he let up uh, that rebound spin-around goal by Sam Bennett to make it one nothing. I believe that was his only uh, mess-up. But, you know, we, we needed those players to step up, and they stepped up this game. So, um, you know, going back to the, our goalie situation, I totally understand your situation. You know, Knight getting the start, probably not what you anticipated, probably not what you want. And definitely not what you need. And you probably thought you could get away with it because you probably saw uh, who was out for the New Jersey Devils. You probably saw our overall record and you were just like, yeah, you know what? I think we can afford this because uh, for anyone who doesn't know, going into this game, the New Jersey Devils goals per game, 2.5. That's 27th in the league. Power play goals coming into this game. Only three tied for 29th in the league. Power play percentage. 9.7%, 29th in the league. And yet somehow, someway, we were able to get uh, two power play goals thanks to Andreas Janssen and uh, Pavel Zaka. And on one of those power play goals, Alexander Holtz got his first career NHL point. So um, uh, for the Pavel Zaka power play goal, in which uh, I believe a three-on-two was breaking out for the New Jersey Devils, uh uh Holtz was able to pass it over to Heijer. Heijer was able to just knock, go, knock it over to Pavel Zaka. Pavel Zaka uh let a backhander uh, go. Uh Didn't go in at first, but he was there on the rebound, corralled it, and just got it right past night. And uh, Alexander Holtz was credited with uh, the second assist. So, you, you know, if we're going by the numbers right there, you are preaching to the choir about specialty teams because our specialty teams unit, not good at all. I read you the numbers only three power play goals entering this game, yet somehow, someway, we were able to get two tonight, which matches our, our the toll we've had all season, and we're, like, over 10 games into the season.
1: Talk about a get-right game for the New Jersey Devils in this one, and three, two, two power play goals after tonight after getting uh, three, and Andreas Johnson gets two goals in this one, and he's only had a 20-goal season once in his career, uh, just a few years ago. So that that's a get right uh, game for him. And you are correct that the Florida Panthers only had one power play shot in this whole game on their two opportunities. And it's just a matter of not finding a proper lane and just too much uh, passing and just kind of trying to be a little too cute when it came to like trying to for their opportunities and I'm going to
0: interrupt you real quick. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Cause I want to talk about this while we're on the subject of Andreas Johnson, by the way, according to the telecast, he goes by Andreas Johnson now, or I, I don't know but you can either call him Johnson or Johnson to everyone. But <laughs> uh, when, when talking about Andreas Johnson, you are absolutely right. And here's the thing last season, would you believe in 50 games played, he had five goals, six assists for a grand total of 11 points currently he has uh, six goals, three assists for a grand total of nine points. Amazing. So so for Andreas Janssen, what he's doing right now is just incredible. And it's just a bounce back from him. And, you know, because coming into the season, I was like, no way he'll be our top six guy. Just no way. Albeit some circumstances did have to go his way. So Miles Wood being out, it went his way. Jack Hughes being out, went his way. But, you know, like I said, if you're given an opportunity, capitalize on it. And he's proven why, you know, he was a a pretty solid player for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nothing special, nothing to write home about, but still solid production. And, you know, we didn't really give up much to get him. And uh, last season, people were talking about he was a disappointment. We should release him. We should trade him. And I was just like, let's give him half a season to see what he can potentially do. If he's not producing, come the trade deadline, let's try to find a suitor. But. Let's give him another chance because maybe he just had to get his feet wet. Maybe he needed to get his legs underneath them. You know, albeit this is a completely new system that we had to uh, adapt to. And, you know, he was on the line with Mercer and Brat and just just beautiful. And I don't know what happened to Brat this game. He, He didn't seem like he was on the ice that much. But that's something I will talk about later. And also, I just want to give a shout out to Tice Thompson, who returned to the NHL. He was tearing it up in Utica. He had a hat trick, uh, one game. He was just like Alexander Holtz, a goal getter. So, you know, just wanted to give a shout out to Tyce Thompson, talked about him in the last show. So welcome back. And hopefully Thompson can prove me wrong. Cause I, I said, I don't really see anything special in this kid, but, uh, you know, what he was doing with Utica impressive. So got to give credit when credit was due, but you know, I just wanted to give those shout outs, uh, before we forgot or before we continued.
1: And this is their first season in Utica, correct? Uh, that's correct. Uh, last season they were uh, playing in Binghamton,
0: so uh, the they were the Binghamton Devils. But uh, we got a new uh, AHL uh, contract, or and now we're the Utica Comets. And quite honestly,
1: I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's close by. So I mean, I saw that the color scheme changed for the Utica Comets to red versus the Vancouver Canucks colors, and then I'm like, like who whose affiliate is this? I'm like, oh, it's the Devils so that's how i found out uh uh this this past off season but yeah man uh like 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 we talked about a get right game for um for um th- this this team with the two power play goals one for uh andreas johnson and it lo- looks like for the florida panthers um they're going to learn from this they they uh three games in four nights and Definitely uh, need for sure a rest day tomorrow. And because Sergei Bobrovsky was the backup for um, this one, healthy enough to be the backup, it looks like that he'll be definitely be healthy enough to suit up on Thursday. And we're actually going to uh, transition over to the next segment where we'll talk about what's coming up for both uh, these teams, the New Jersey Devils and uh, Florida Panthers. So keep it right here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers and the Lockdown New Jersey Devils podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers and the Locked On New Jersey Devils podcast. I'm Armando Velez here with Trey Matthews of the Locked On New Jersey Devils podcast. And I was looking a little bit at the schedule for the New Jersey Devils. And just like the New York Rangers, um, the devils they were coming off a west coast trip uh pulling it uh back up right now i i backed up a little bit um they go to california they um they go one one and one one and one uh in in their most recent trip and then they pick up um they come back home after two days off um and they get this convincing win after coming back from uh from the West coast. And I I also got a question Um, is Mackenzie Blackwood officially done uh, with his uh, vaccine status. Yes, that, that got resolved. So
0: he'll be able to play in all the cities that require vaccination. So like New York uh, parts of Canada, because I said, I said, when this was a huge uh, scandal, I said, look, the New Jersey Devils are going to work with McKenzie Blackwood. You really think Tom Fitzgerald uh, and Lindy Ruff, they're going to sit on their hands and just be like, And you know what, maybe we'll just do what Kyrie Irving is doing for the Brooklyn Nets of the NBA, which is he just won't play. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to work. They're going to work around the clock to make sure that, you know, everything gets resolved. And yeah, he got it solved. So there's, there's, it's done. No more issue with that. He'll be able to play in Canada. He'll be able to play in New York. Uh, he'll be able to play in California, all those places that require a vaccination record in order to like be in these venues. So that's all solved. But the reason what was keeping him out was just his heel mm-hmm. that, you know, people th- want to make this rumor saying, oh, it's because of uh, his COVID status or, you know, things like that. It's like no, he had heel surgery over the summer. So I don't think the New Jersey Devils are in any rush to get him back. Because, you know, you you need to take your time because he got hurt towards the end of last season. And the one thing I just want to say about Mackenzie Blackwood is, like, before you, like, roast on him, before you get on him, understand he got hit with COVID. He got hit with it hard. And you can you understand, at least have some empathy, you know, I'm not trying to get political or anything, but just, like, you know, he just didn't want it back in his body. Now, you know, and, and you know, he was just a little hesitant to get it because he got hit with it really hard. So that's why he was a little – Uh, apprehensive to to get the vaccine but he got solved looks like he's good to go looks like he'll he'll um you know is is pretty good and you know he's picking up right where he left off because some of those goals he uh for, for the Florida Panthers some of those goal opportunities he was able to save them and I was just like if Jonathan Bernier uh Nico Dawes if they were in net for the New Jersey Devils this would probably be a much closer game quite honestly
1: it's always, you know, it's always great to see when uh, goalies outside of the first round are really successful in in, in the league. I mean, goalie's such a really hard uh, position to develop, and Mackenzie Blackwood has definitely had uh, so far a pretty decent career. Just um, goals against average is just under uh, three at two point eight three, and save percentages in around uh, nine ten. So definitely a bright spot for this very young, very very young New Jersey Devils team. Knock on wood, Armando, give him anywhere from
0: two to three years. I think you might see his name in the top three for the Vesna trophy. Mm. Knock on wood. That's my bold prediction. Give him two or three more years. He might be uh, a legitimate case for the Vesna
1: award. I I genuinely, genuinely believe that. It's funny because I was going on and on yesterday about Igor Sesterkin about his chances of winning a Vesna one day um, after how he was able to shut the door against the Panthers. But Hey, Mackenzie Blackwood, he could, he could make a case. And it's funny, the Metropolitan division has a pretty uh, good situation when it comes to goalies along with the New York Islanders with Simeon Varlamov and uh, Ilya Sorokin, even though Ilya Sorokin has had uh, the majority of the starts for the Islanders so far this season. But, Let's let's go. Um, let's go to the schedule ahead for uh, the New Jersey Devils. What's coming up for the New Jersey Devils and uh, talk to us about uh, what you're anticipating in these next few games. Islanders,
0: Bruins, Rangers, Senators. Then we got you guys again. So and then after you guys, we got the reigning champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. So here's the thing. Uh, I said it. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Look, this was a big win and all, but we cannot celebrate. We cannot be satisfied. This schedule, I'd say, with the exception of the Senators, not really in our favor, especially with a lot of key guys out. So, you know, when we're going against the Boston Bruins, we're going to have to bring, you know, uh, our, our decent game. They're six and four; that they barely beat the Senators, but still, you know, that that's a team that's given us trouble in the past. And then when looking at the Islanders, it's kind of the same situation because, you know, like I said, it seems like the New Jersey Devils, they always make teams better than they than they actually are. So you can like look at the Islanders and you can like look at the Bruins and just say, why are you worried about them? Well, here's the thing for the New Jersey Devils standards. I'm worried because, you know, it, we don't have the firepower we, we, we miss. We're missing Miles Wood. We're missing Jack Hughes. We're missing Dougie Hamilton. We're missing two of our three best players and we're missing a guy who skates fast is the heart and soul of this team doesn't take any prisoners, able to get the most out of you. I was talking about Miles Wood, by the way. So uh, this schedule, like I'm expecting – I think the New Jersey Devils will surprise us because they they moved up Alexander Holtz to the top line with Nico Heizer. Nico Heizer had a good game. Um, and then, you know, uh, Zaka was also on that line. Zaka was also able to get a – a power play goal. Holtz was able to get a point. So I'd say that line is going to stay intact uh, for the foreseeable future. Then Janssen, Mercer, and Brot. Mercer, um, you know, I know y- you got uh, Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. But, you know, Mercer is going to make a name for himself for that Calder Trophy. I guarantee it. So, you know, I I, I-, I guarantee it. You- you'll mm-hmm. see Mercer's name in the top three or top four of that voting. Then, you know, we just need... We just need some players to step up. We need Suban to keep up the momentum. We need Smith to keep up the momentum. Smith is getting better, but the problem is uh not participating in training camps, scrimmages is really catching up to him because he was injured and he didn't finish off the season last year, which is why he didn't finish as high as he could have potentially finished in the Calder Memorial Trophy race. So uh, Smith, I think he's starting to get his footing underneath them. I think uh, him getting a goal this game. Also, I think he got an assist this game. Just the, this could be crucial for the New Jersey Devils, but we need teamwork. Teamwork is, is what's uh, crucial. I know it's a cliche to say this, but it's so true. Tonight's game, 13 Devils with at least a point. And That's I amazing. think, um, I, I think there was um, six players with multiple points. And then you got Alexander Holtz getting his first career NHL uh, point. And then, you know, you're looking for uh, contributions from Tice Thompson because of what he was able to do for Utica because we need that firepower. So for the New Jersey Devils, we need all hands on deck. We need to keep this momentum going.
1: Yep, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, 13 different New Jersey Devils got a point, in, uh, including Ty Smith with uh, three, um, Andreas Johnson with two, Nico Heuser with two. Uh, mercer with with two man that i mean seven goals will uh definitely uh do that for uh the new jersey devils and i i like after finishing um third um third worst in the nhl they it, it looks like that they're gonna they could surprise people and i and i'm gonna ask you this question that i asked john chick of locked on new york rangers in yesterday's episode this metropolitan division man Everyone's over 500 in points percentage. How confident are, are you based on where every other team is bunched up together with the progress of the New Jersey Devils where they are? And is it possible that they could make a run uh, for either the top three or even a wild card? Because I was telling John that it could be five metropolitan teams and three Atlantic teams for the playoffs this year. Uh, top three. I'm not
0: going to even entertain that. I'm going to say definitely, probably not for top three to you know clinch a playoff spot. But I could say maybe we could be a dark horse team and and compete for that wild card spot. But we need our A game because, like you said, you know the the, the Penguins aren't last, but yet there's they're above 500, and and you know they're dealing with a lot of injuries, but. You know, at the same time, it's just like, we just need to take our time. We need to win those gimme wins. Um, getting a, a win against you guys was actually huge for us because, you know, that that was a game that I don't think we were heavy favorites to win at all. In fact, I, I think I, I said in my show yesterday, I said I was nine times out of ten, I was 90% confident that we would lose that game because I was just like, look, the, the Florida Panthers at the time of that recording, they had not lost uh, their first regulation game. Uh, you guys were like, what, like 9-0-1 before you played and the Rangers. One at the 10-0-1 before you play the Rangers. I'm like, do you really think they're going to suffer their first regulation loss against the Devils? Because I thought you guys would, would beat the Rangers, quite honestly. Mm. But um, for us, I, I said at the beginning of the season, we could beat that, that dark horse team. But being a top three team, I'm not real. I, I have my doubts. But they could surprise me. But at the same time, you know, I think the Carolina – hurricanes you know I, I think they pretty much got their uh act together you got the um washington capitals that's a team loaded with veteran players with probably one of the best players to ever play that game led by alexander ovechkin and you know that even though they don't get out of the first round they haven't gotten out of the first round since they made their stanley cup finals run that you know they're still going to come and compete and then you know for the rangers that's my question mark because can they maintain that momentum because uh you know I I think Lafreniere is still uh still not really coming to fruition uh in in terms of him being a player like we talked about him being the next big thing and then you know he's not really being talked about he wasn't even the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy I don't even think he finished in the top 10. Mm -hmm. So um that's my question mark but at the same time top three wouldn't give it to us but wild card maybe but we need to keep uh treading water especially with our key guys out,
1: the, for sure. And with this uh, metropolitan division it's so tight, and one one win or one loss can swing each way for either team in that division. Yeah, the Panthers. Um, they'll this will be Thursday will be their third, uh, fourth straight game, actually fifth straight game against a metropolitan division team. They started with Washington on uh, Thursday, and then. <laughs> carolina new york new jersey and then and then all the way to uh, pittsburgh so looks like that the florida panthers uh they won't and they won't get a break from metropolitan teams uh after saturday's game against tampa bay because they'll have the islanders at home and then the, uh, the devils again so they they uh they're, they're they're not facing any scrub teams uh coming up that's for sure. Sure, Sidney Crosby is in uh covid protocol right now. He didn't play tonight against Chicago. Um I don't even know what the score of that one is. I haven't checked. I haven't checked, but the he he's not in the lineup and I don't I don't know whether he'll be in the lineup. That, um Evgeny Malkin is out, but they played each other in the first game of the season, the Panthers and the Penguins and the Florida Panthers were down 2 nothing. Um and outside of that game in between the Panthers Penguins game and last night's game against the New York Rangers. They hadn't had um, I I I don't remember a two goal deficit for this team in between that and it, it it it's been it was a little bit of a gap between that and then you get it in back to back nights. So it, it does it raise a little bit of an eyebrow from the Florida um, Panthers side of things. Sure, sure. I I can't I can't deny that, but. Um, you're familiar with this team based on recent recency, um, just playing them not even a month ago, but and no, as of now, no Crosby. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what what they can do. We, they can do against uh, that team. And hey, they despite losing, they still have a, especially by points percentage, a, a big lead in that division. So um, don't like to drop points, of course you they got no, none out of four, but man, uh, if you can get, if you can get salvage some against, uh, Pittsburgh and against Tampa Bay, um, this could turn out to be a decent road trip. Uh, not, not what you would expect, but it's about how, how you finished for sure. As cliche as that sounds.
0: And we'll just have to wait and see Armando, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the challenge for the New Jersey devils. Now let's see if they can keep up this momentum. Or let's just see if it's a fluke. And for the Panthers, you don't get too comfortable. It's still very early in the season. I know you had to make some personnel changes for the right reasons. But, you know, like I said, um, you, you just got to maintain um, th- that consistency of having that good overall record. So don't fall asleep yet. I don't think we're even nope. a quarter of the
1: way done with the season. We are not. And hey, these teams will meet again uh, next week. So looking forward to seeing seeing the, this team again. So Our men, Armando, excuse me, uh, where can my uh, followers find you? They could follow me on Twitter at Mondo Man 12. Follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And they can follow Locked on Panthers podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, once again, thanks to Armando of Locked On
0: Panthers for doing this crossover. Uh, very enjoyable game for the New Jersey Devils end, at least. So, got a big win. That was a game I was guaranteeing that we were going to lose. I apologize to the New Jersey Devils. And, overall, we were able to step up big time. It was a valiant team effort all around. And, hopefully, we could keep up that momentum in our next game against the New York Islanders. So, as for today, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. So, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go, Devils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode.